Welcome to Stork Storytime Talks with the North Liberty Library. Are you expecting or thinking of starting a family? If so, this podcast is for you. Delivering literacy one topic at a time. This episode is sponsored by Mercy Iowa City. We invite you to like and subscribe to our Talks podcast wherever you listen. The simple act of turning a page is something we don't think about, and with the popularity of electronic readers, many people are swiping instead of turning. However, understanding how to turn a page is an important concept for children when learning about print awareness. I'm Jen, and today we're talking about the early literacy skill of print awareness, why both children and parents need to know it, and what libraries are doing to support that. I'd like to welcome Sarah Glenn, a Youth Services Coordinator, and Erica Binegar, a Youth Services Librarian at the Coralville Public Library. Before we begin, can you tell us about yourselves and what you do at the library? I'm Sarah. So I was trying to do the math. (laughs) And so I've been there for, well, next month it'll be 14 years. So if we do a little bit more math, which I did then, um, I've actually been a librarian for 25 years. (laughs) So I've worked in a few libraries, but again, I've been at the Coralville Public Library the longest. And as you said, I'm Youth Services Coordinator. And so what I do at the library is pretty much what any youth services librarian would do. Preschool story time for us, do outreach. We have a family story time on Saturdays that I do, family nights. So programming kind of for all ages, I participate in that. Erica and I actually kind of split the collection development for the different areas of our library. So I select This was kind of interesting for the print awareness. I select the board books and the readers and the picture books, the Mm -hmm. things that kids are first exposed to. But in addition to that, then kind of the coordinating part of that is kind of a little bit more of desk schedules and that kind of thing. So that's kind of what I do at the library. I'm sure there are other things. Yes. Other duties as assigned. Um, and as you said, I'm the Youth Services Librarian at the library, so I've been in this position for about seven years in August, I believe. But I worked at the library before I was hired full-time. As uh, I started as a shelver, check-in, and then I worked on the circulation desk, and then I started working on the children's desk, and then I got my master's. I am responsible for We Read, which is our baby and toddler story time, and I alternate that with another librarian. I also help with Sarah and I kind of split up the preschool and daycare outreach that we do, and I also help with the Saturday story times and other regular programs that we have. And of course, Sarah and I both work very closely on the summer reading program, which takes up a lot of our, you know, half of our year right, right. <laughs> and planning and implementing. And, yeah. Well, we're glad you're both with us today. Thank you. Print awareness is one of the six early literacy skills that children need to know before they start school, so they're prepared to learn to read and write. Can you tell us what this skill is? I think this is probably one of the easiest to understand Mm -hmm. because it's kind of a print awareness. You are aware of print. You are aware that those little squiggles mean something on a page or on a sign, that they stand for something else, that you can notice print in the environment or, you know, besides the actual print and how you see words, it's also how to handle a book, Mm -hmm. you know, that you've seen, you know, what front and back are. And as you referred to, you know, it's not swiping, but it's 
turning the page mm-hmm. and how that works and, you know, parts of the book and those kinds of things. It's really print awareness. Yeah, knowing how to hold a book that the, in English, the words read from left to right and the pages turn from right to left and understanding that when adults are reading and when kids start to read, it's the words, not the pictures that they're reading. Right. Okay. There was something else I read, too, about recognizing a word and that a word can be separated by space. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. so that's really kind of helpful when kids go to start to write, you know, so that's not all run together, that you can kind oh. of have that awareness that that's a word mm-hmm. because there's a little white space and then there's a little mm-hmm. another one and then more space. And so that's kind of a good way to describe that. And why do kids need to know about this skill? Well, one of the reasons that, you know, is kind of what I just referred to is that when you go to write, you know, they'll eventually learn how to write. And so in addition to knowing their letters, they kind of have to know those structures of what writing is. They need to know how holding a book and how they know if it's upside down or right side up, because if they're learning to read and they're holding their book upside down or sideways, it's going to be really difficult to decipher those words and those letters on the page. And what are some examples about how kids would learn this skill? You mentioned like the book holding, so Mm -hmm. that being modeled by parents. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, coming to story time for sure. But yes, parents are their children's first and best teacher. So if they are reading every day, especially board books, because babies and toddlers will explore the world through their mouth sometimes and (laughs) chewing on the board books and that's okay they'll learn how to hold the book how to take care of it and the book isn't going to be damaged in the process (laughs) and then two that again so those things have meaning and what they'll get from that and if that's kind of something that it kind of involves direction from somebody else. It's modeling or it's finger under the word, Mm -hmm. pointing things out, pointing things out on signs, those kinds of things, talking about what you're doing when you're writing a list, Mm -hmm. you know, those kinds of things that kids are going to learn through watching and being told this is, as I said, kind of modeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they may, we talked about how as kids are playing, they might right. be pretending to write their own grocery list, and maybe it's just scribbles, but they're connecting scribbles on a page with words and meanings. So. Great example, because playing is a very important way mm-hmm. for learning, and sometimes mm-hmm. people don't realize that. Right. right. Even if they were playing, we were talking about that too, like a grocery list, or they were having their own restaurant, mm-hmm. and they were taking an order, mm-hmm. and they were the ways that you could incorporate print into that kind of play. And so some of these examples were parents already with the children in the home were examples like of actually showing them and modeling how to hold Mm -hmm. the book. But if there's expecting parents, you know, any expecting families out there listening, what are some examples or what can they be thinking about print awareness even before baby arrives? What are some skills or what some things they can keep in mind so they are prepared once baby is in their arms? Definitely putting together even just a starter library of a few board books that they know they will read and share with their babies. Checking out the board books from the library if they 
don't have the space or the money to buy their own, we have lots and lots to choose from at the library that they could check out. And share. you don't need a child with you to check a no, book out. Sometimes people not. might oh, feel yeah. self-conscious about <laughs> yeah. that, that don't have your yeah. kiddos with you. You can still go in and check one out. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not a bad idea, too, to kind of familiarize yourself with what out there. There is an amazing range in board books. We've kind of noticed, too, there's a trend to do a lot of picture books in that format. Mm -hmm. And so those may be wonderful books and wonderful stories, but even if they're in that format, that doesn't mean they're necessarily the greatest Mm -hmm. for babies. There are specific ones that have black and white Mm -hmm. and really big shapes and those kinds of things that are really specifically for newborns. But as you said, kind of familiarizing yourself with like what a board book is, because... You know, if you haven't seen that, and Erica and I were actually talking about board books, and we don't find them that easy to turn those pages. They're tough, and they take a lot of love. (laughs) (laughs) But just to kind of get the idea of how you turn that page, because that's a little bit different Mm -hmm. from how you'd turn a page in a picture book. Mm -hmm. So those kinds of ideas and just seeing the types of things out there, seeing the structure and that kind of thing would be good. And reading the book out loud before babies there is a fun idea. We're so used to reading out loud for our mm-hmm. jobs that it's just second nature. When Sarah and I share books, we just start reading it out loud instead of letting the person read it silently. <laughs> That's yeah, just what we do. But if you don't have kids or if it's not part of your job to read aloud to children, then just practicing and getting used to the sound of your voice because your child loves your voice. That's a great tip. We at our library offer the Reads program, Mm -hmm. so that works with those expecting families to start developing that reading routine. And as you mentioned, most people don't read out loud um, to themselves or, you know, it's not Mm -hmm. perhaps a board book that they're reading out loud and they are structured differently with one word maybe even on a page. And so just being more comfortable Mm -hmm with that and how to handle that book before baby arrives. Well, you know, then when they've got the baby in their arms too, then, you Mm -hmm. know, they're kind of a pro already at it. Right. So after baby arrives then, what are some tips that you guys have to help those families and parents learn and share with their child this early literacy skill? I don't have any children yet, but I know from family and friends how difficult, especially those first few weeks are, and it might not be on your mind (laughs) to... (laughs) make time for reading, but that will be something, you know, to try to find, even if it's just a few minutes a day to share a book with your child and cuddle them close. And it's a safe, fun, loving experience, which is the the goal. And they can come to the library. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, there are different programs you can attend. And I think we're going to talk a little bit more about those because every library has Mm -hmm. its own programs. But as Erica said, the time factor, and this is why you said if you can have some books at home Mm -hmm. too, because that idea of talking about print awareness, but that whole awareness of the book as a thing and as a Mm -hmm. good thing, Babies are going to put them in their mouths, you know, because that's how they experience everything. And so if you have your own, then you don't necessarily have to worry about who else has experienced that book that way necessarily or, you know, oh, no and to be too worried about the book itself. Mm -hmm. And so because that's a wonderful thing for babies to be able to pick up that book and really experience that book in their way. So that's kind of that precursor to print awareness. And then when you take that book after they've chewed on it a little bit, and then you actually share it and show the words in the book, and then also let them 
turn those pages. Mm-hmm. I think it's almost easier for children to turn board book pages yeah. <laughs> than it is for adults. It's just something about the way it's I, I don't know fit for their hands. Yeah, their I think size. that's that. Yeah, I think that's it. So I think that that's one way letting them experience the book. I think is good. And you can always ask if people are asking what gifts you need for the baby. Books would be a great reply, especially if you have already one or two children. Mm-hmm. You know, clothes you seem to already have mm-hmm. a lot of those and onesies and stuff. But books they get loved and can always get new ones for future kids too and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. That's a great idea for families if they don't want to go out and purchase. Yeah, right. And it seems like such a great idea to have a, at least a few already because mm-hmm. you're going to be busy. You're not going to want to go out and get mm-hmm. them. So if they're already in your house, that's one step already done. And then, of course, as kids grow up and see books in their house and see parents reading books to them or just on their own, they're going to see that it's an important skill and they're going to want to do it, too. I just thought about that the other day about children and their own books. Mm -hmm. And I think not having experienced that second child, how important that is too. Mm -hmm. Oh, they already have books. It's kind of like their inheritance (laughs) in a way, you know? So it's kind of like these are this child's books and these are this Mm -hmm. child's books. And so I think the idea of asking for books for Mm -hmm. a second child or a third child is not a bad thing at all. And it doesn't have the sibling's name already (laughs) in the front cover or scribbled. You know, when you said that, that's I'm glad you said that because that's another thing, uh, names. Mm -hmm. You talk about print awareness and the most important thing Mm -hmm. to a child is to see their name. You know, that Mm -hmm. is just amazing. That's their ownership. You know, that's the first thing, their print awareness. It's letters, but it's the whole thing, too. And it's like that's their identity. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing, practicing the Mm -hmm. names and writing out names for Mm -hmm. them. I think it's really important. I'm not sure if we talked about this, but pointing out words and letters in their environment in books, on signs, the grocery store, at the library, at we talked about signs, the like cereal signs, boxes, yeah, <laughs> sure, <laughs> things sure. in your, you know, that you have for all and around. Especially maybe pointing out the first letter of their name. Oh, great idea! Mm-hmm. And it's not limited just to books; it's everywhere, right. everywhere right. around you. That's right. great. So we've talked about how parents can reinforce that early literacy skill of print awareness. What do libraries do to help support that literacy skill? Well, one major thing is through story times Mm -hmm. which we have for all age groups and we have story times for family so all ages we have preschool story time and then we have the we read for babies toddlers and caregivers at all of the story times one of the things that we do is we have name tags for the children so a different shape on thursdays for we read it's almost always a bunny a bunny shape different colors the kids get to choose what color they like, and then we write their first name on that bunny. And as they come to story time and get older, they're a lot more interested in writing it themselves, mm-hmm. whether or not mm-hmm. they can or, you know, mm-hmm. actually write it or not. They like holding the marker and practicing their letters. And or they like to tell you how to spell it. Or they like it. to tell you how to spell it. Yeah, it's quite an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. So I think every library handles this differently. Some mm-hmm. libraries have early literacy stations. They have paper and things out for kids to practice. There are different ways to do it. I know then, too, as our library, we have name tags. That's kind of one way to address it. We also have charts. So in our story times that have the rhymes and everything written out, And so that's kind of just another way to reinforce that we're singing this song, 
but it's also written out. There are mm-hmm. words to this song mm-hmm. that you can see. You know, this is the teapot, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you mm-hmm. see those teas and, and that kind of thing. And that's really something, I think, too, everybody can read aloud. So I think there are things, though, that you can pick up from story time that you might not have thought about. I learn more from the children. So it seems to me that adults are very focused on the words because we're looking at the Mm -hmm. words, we're reading the words. Mm -hmm. The kids, though, are very focused on the pictures. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to associate that print with what they might be seeing in Mm -hmm. the pictures or the pictures sometimes lead you in almost a different direction. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of fun to associate that. And I think because we've been working with children's literature for a while, that's kind of a nice thing to model. Mm -hmm. And with the end papers, you know, that was not something that I was all that familiar with before being trained and getting more experienced in the field. There's just a lot more to design and those kinds of things that we try to point out. What's happening with the title page, the end papers, the jacket, the, you know, all of those things that are part of a book that when you first pick up a book, you might not be thinking about. You're just the story. Well, sure. Beginning to end. It's not your job. That's right. That's right. And so sometimes it's fun to point those things out. Mm -hmm. And and that's Mm -hmm. another thing about experience, about Mm -hmm. going to those story times. And the other thing is, is if you're looking for a certain topic, that's something that libraries do too. My child just loves trains, you know? (laughs) Do you have any more train books? I feel Mm -hmm. like we've checked everything out. So that's Mm -hmm. another way libraries can help. Going along with what Sarah said, during story time, we hold the book for everyone to see. It's properly upright. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we point to words every now and then as we're reading. We usually point out, as she said, the title and the author and illustrator. And one thing that we do in We Read is we have a rhyme that we say. So our We Read is mostly songs and rhymes. And then we read two stories usually. And we always do a rhyme, which I did not come up with. I don't know if Sarah came up with it or someone else, but I inherited it. And it's great. (laughs) And, you know, we demonstrate and it's really cute to see the kids. They learn it, but we put our hands, our palms together and, and then we open it like a book. As we say, this is my book. I open it wide to read the words that are inside. And the kids start to learn that and the parents demonstrate it. And it's just another connection between it's time to read now. We're going to open our book. Well, and doing those rhymes, singing is another way that children learn. And, um, you know, as a parent, maybe you don't realize that. And so I think that's another thing librarians do a great job Mm -hmm. at is reinforcing and uh, reassuring parents that some of those things they intuitively know mm-hmm. or, or that they're doing but don't realize it is on the right track and to keep doing that. And yeah. it's okay to read the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. Or, or yes, singing, you know, the lullabies or limericks or rhymes is, is important. And rhyming is, you know, they learn that way too. Yeah. So Absolutely. that's a great rhyme. So everyone yeah, that, everyone word. listening can do that now, right? Yeah. They can open their and close their hands. Mm-hmm. And what was the rhyme again that you said? Uh, this is my book. I open it wide to read the words that are inside. And then we usually repeat it and say to see the pictures that are inside. Okay. So, That's a neat word. rhyme. Yeah. Did you come up with that, Sarah? I don't know. Linda and I did. <laughs> you and Claiming Linda. Credit for I, it. Don't know where, I don't know where we saw it. I think that one was we found, mm-hmm. whether it was the pictures or the words. Mm-hmm. I think it was the pictures. I think mm-hmm. to see the pictures that are inside. And I, I said, well, 
What about reading? We really the should words? be reading, yeah, the, words reading the words too. So, <laughs> yeah, cool. I you know, it was one or the other. We found one, and it. I said yes, but a picture book is a combination <laughs> of the two. So, we should be. so, in addition to doing our our regular story times, many libraries also do summer reading programs and outreach to child care centers. So, if you're a parent listening and um, you're not at home with your child regularly on a day to day, all day type basis, that you can come to the library. For those scheduled story times, um, do, does your library do outreach to any locations? Yes, or? we do. Okay. In fact, uh, Wednesday is typically we, our yeah, outreach day. Okay. So, <laughs> yes, we did three story times this morning, as a matter of fact. Each. So, yes, <laughs> each. So, um, so we, uh, at some places, we'll see the toddlers and then the preschoolers um, as well. And something you said, too, and Erica, I think, referred to that, earlier just about finding that time and I understand that too working full-time and trying to do all of those things and lots of times you can't get to story time and sometimes we have a family night or we have a family story time on Saturdays and sometimes that just doesn't work in your schedule but it's finding that time the fact of the matter is it doesn't really matter (laughs) there are better books but Mm -hmm. it's the time because Mm -hmm. not only are you associating you're learning that print awareness, Mm -hmm. but it's also associating that together time. When my daughter was small, it was a big, I don't even know, I'd have to do my own little research, but it's, you know, it was 20 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day. I mean, there was just always a number associated with it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, I I think it's, people like to have that quantified, you know, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. there's probably some research study that says it's this many, you know, this mm-hmm. many men's is valuable. And I think it's all valuable, you know, and we had a hard time because we were always late in the morning. So mornings weren't great <laughs> for us. Mm-hmm. We were the typical family who the child is awake and the adult is asleep <laughs> at bedtime. <laughs> right. So we found our time at dinner. Oh, neat. And so we had a little book stand, and we'd, you know, we'd eat a little bit, and then we'd read a little bit, and then we'd eat a little bit, and then we'd read a little bit. And so I think you just have to find what works for your family, Mm -hmm. and just that they're associating the the experience of reading with your family, with you, Mm -hmm. something positive. Mm -hmm. And so while they're also absorbing all of the print and, and all of those other things, it's you find that time for you. Well, I'm glad you said that, Sarah, because I, for the longest time, had mom guilt when I stayed at home with my boys. Um, by the end of the day, you know, what you think of your normal story time at night for bedtime and stuff, I was done. <laughs> so, so, and it wasn't a, a joyful time. And so we moved from doing that to when they woke up, you know, mm-hmm. before lunch or after lunch or before um, their afternoon nap or morning nap, because then everybody was in good moods, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it was a joyful time. And I like to say it doesn't matter when you read. It mm-hmm. matters that you read, and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you read, mm-hmm. as you mentioned. It's it matters that you read something to them. So yeah. that I think also reassures parents too. If you know you're working late, or you know they've got early bedtimes when they're little and stuff, and so mm-hmm. make it fit with your family schedule and how mm-hmm. even five minutes here and there yeah. adds up. Right. You know, because their attention span. Because that's yeah. another concern for mm-hmm. parents is you know they want to run around yeah. or you know they right. won't they're sit for half an hour. Oh no, or absolutely. <laughs> Right. No, I remember thinking about that. Yeah. 20 minutes. 20 minutes? <laughs> That's a long time. <laughs> uh, and then I, and I thought, oh, okay. 
five minutes here, yeah. three minutes there, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that doesn't even have to be, you know, you're, you're driving to daycare, you're driving to school, you could be listening, they could be doing the, uh, we've talked about this about cars and CDs, but we also mm-hmm. have books and CDs and those mm-hmm. kinds of things they could be doing. Mm-hmm. Or you could be just pointing out things on the, you know, on the signs as you go by and mm-hmm. those kinds of things that it, it all adds up. I'd be rocking in the rocking chair in the, in the playroom and they'd be running around playing with toys and I'd just be reading and but it's you know they are listening they're absorbing that they're taking that Mm -hmm. in so you know that's that's all good Mm -hmm. stuff we think about that during we read because it is very active and we usually like to say it's okay if your child gets up and walks out of the room or walks around the room because they're hearing us Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're absorbing it and they're not going to sit still through the whole thing, and that's okay. <laughs> and they're going to remember coming to yeah. the library. They're they're yeah. in the environment, so so it's all good. We do have a summer reading program for all ages at our library, and the We Read participants who are under three years old receive a board book okay. for their prize, and it's sponsored by Hills Bank and Trust. And I remember a few years ago, it used to be that they would get a T-shirt. But they were just like swimming in these shirts. And Sarah, was it? It was your idea to change to the board books, right? Yeah, I don't remember how long ago, how many years. But um, and parents love that, and the kids love it. They get to choose the board book that they want, and then that's a book that they get to keep and nice. experience. But going along with how our library supports that mm-hmm. print awareness skill, uh, the activity sheets that we do for the summer reading program include a lot of the things that we've been talking about. Like it's not reading for a certain amount of time, it's read a board book, let your child hold it, turn the pages, like that's an activity. Point to words on signs as you're shopping or at the park or the library, showing your child the first letter in their name and their environment, tracing letters and and pudding, oatmeal, sand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so those are the types of things we encourage. Also, when you talked about people expecting or people who have just had uh, babies, our friends group also offers baby book bags. It runs a range. I mean, if if we know someone who's just had a baby or, you know, we uh, ask if they've received one and it has a board book in it, has some information about the library, but also we've also gotten some tips and anybody can access these. These are, this is that reading rockets. Okay. And there are lots of, lots of great information in there in lots of different languages. So that's a really nice thing. They have um, tips for parents. Uh, caregivers mm-hmm. um, for a variety of ages, so that's that's kind of a, a nice thing if you're looking for because it's it, it's more of the th- the things that we were just talking about, mm-hmm. but they have um, those things not just for babies and toddlers, not just for pre readers, but also as kids are themselves are starting to read, you know, tips for that too. So that's great. That's great. And summer reading will be coming soon. It so every a, year yeah. it comes around. <laughs> yes, it does. Before we end, would you both please share a favorite storytime memory or book with us? One of my favorite storytime memories is, and this has been some years ago, but I was reading a book and one of our attendees had to go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) And as he was at the door, he turned around and he said, pause the story. (laughs) And then he put his hand out like, stop, pause the story. He didn't want to miss anything. And that was just, that was pretty sweet. (laughs) That's cute. (laughs) Um, and my 
favorite, I have a lot of favorite storytime memories just from the library, but mm-hmm. one of them is, I don't remember which school, I think it was a daycare and I was reading to preschoolers, but I happened to be reading Mo Willem's um, Elephant and Piggy, Let's Go for a Drive. And I just remember being so happy when I finished the book because the kids were having so much fun oh. and they were, you know, they were pretending to drive and they were laughing and joining in when it was kind of, you know, the repetitive parts and mm-hmm. it was just so fun. Those <laughs> so books it are stuck great out in my memory. <laughs> that's nice. And that's great to be able to involve them too mm-hmm. into it. So it's not one-sided one way. It's it's back and forth. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Sarah and Erica, for joining us today. We enjoyed talking with you you about print awareness and how caregivers can introduce that early literacy skill at home. This is the Stork Storytime Talks podcast from the North Liberty Library, and today we talked with our friends from the Coralville Public Library. Visit coralvillepubliclibrary.org to find out more about their programming and services. Thanks again to our sponsor, Mercy, Iowa City.